Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you serious? So yeah, this is How to Kill an Hour. Marcus Bronzy here flying solo. Well, not really actually solo. Um, but first, I want to say there's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us and we are a gadget show in essence technically that's what we are we we do die uh we digress a lot um but other times like in shows like this we we stay a bit closer to where our base is and um right now i'm, I'm happy to say that we got a mr james true on the phone how you doing sir can i call you james or should i call you mr true <laughs> you can call me whatever you want but uh, james works that's pretty good all right cool all right cool james now um we came across quite a bit of your writing online, actually, specifically. Um, who do you write for? I work for uh, Engadget, so I don't know how much you know about us, if you're a regular reader or whether you just came across us. But yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty much a pure tech site. Yeah, yeah. And how would you describe Engadget sort of, what makes Engadget different? So, I mean, for a long time, we were kind of one of those hardcore tech blogs. But in the last couple of years, we're trying to sort of uh, culture it up a bit, I guess, you know, and try and, so instead of just talking about phones and what they do, you know, like how are we using them and where they, where they kind of meet in your everyday life, make it a little bit more, a bit more lifestyle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I personally, I find them quite easy to read. And would I be lying if I said we didn't use some Engadget stories to fuel some of the stuff we talk about on the show? Yeah, I would. Yeah, man. So it's it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> good, good content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. But um, so you're originally a Bristol lad, though, right? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I shook the accent off, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely from the West Country, and then I lived in London for a bit, but I'm out in out in the Bay Area right now. So how did you end up in the Bay? Well, we got two offices. Well, we got so a little. I don't want to go too deep into it. We got office in New York. We got office in San Francisco, and we got uh, a crew out in in Europe, spread around. And I was run, running that show in in Europe for a bit, and then they were like, "Do you want to come over to San Francisco?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, of course I do." Yeah, I bet the weather's a lot nicer than it is right now here in the UK. Yeah, well, it's been raining a lot actually. Everyone's telling me how good the weather's meant to be, but it's been raining a whole ton. But today it's pretty good. Oh, cool, cool. And what is it you're doing with Engadget over in San Francisco? Um, so similar sort of deal. Like our main uh, uh, sort of editorial crew is based out here, and this is like the sort of headquarters, if you like. So I've kind of, you know, just been sort of moved over so I can sort of help uh, behind the scenes a little bit more. Nice, nice. Oh, behind the scenes sounds very elusive. Right. Um, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Fair enough. So what's the what's the tech scene saying in in San Francisco at the moment? What's it like? Uh, I mean, it's 
obviously here's a bit of a hub you've got your googles your facebook apple they're all over here but um right now this time of year is we've just come out of ces which is um i don't know if you know it. it's kind of like the big show it's like the oscars for tech so yeah. that was just in january um when we get to see everything's going to come out the rest of this year um it's sort of the usual candidates really a lot of virtual reality a lot of drones um so artificial intelligence these seem to be the big things that are happening right now Yes, artificial intelligence. I, I do want to ask you about about what you think is going to be big in 2017. But as somebody who you ingest a lot of tech stuff and gadgets, what was really big in 2016? What do you think was one of the big breakthrough things? Uh, I mean, I definitely I've got to say VR really because um, I know it's been going for a couple of years, and you've talked about it a lot before with um, Oculus Rift and Vive and stuff. But I think with PlayStation sort of entering that market i think it's the, the first time we've seen it serving a really commercial product and something that a lot of people are going to use so i think for me 2016 was really about vr which is uh which is kind of exciting because i think it's it's just getting to the point where it's going to be like usable for everyone right you don't need a crazy pc um you can buy you can buy a kit for your ps4 now and boom you're you're, you're in the game yeah it feels like it's it's slowly becoming more and more affordable um like i feel like the, the the boundary in terms of price is kind of becoming a bit more accessible for all and and, and hopefully that will mean that, that vr really really takes off i mean what, what's what's your take on sort of the ar side of things than augmented reality so i actually think this is more interesting um it's because vr you're in it and you kind of you know you're immersed in it and that seems like the dream right you know you want to be in the game yeah but there's obviously you're kind of limited because you've got to stay in like your your bloody bedroom right or yeah, yeah. hang out there whereas i think with augmented reality it brings it out into the real world and uh i think that's actually kind of more exciting in a way i think once the tech's a bit more established will be like once you can get these glasses that you can just wear in the street you know the whole world's a game right and if you're into fitness you can go running with zombies or you know like it just gets a bit i think that's got a bit more real world potential yeah i mean i mean google had a go at, at, at ar didn't they but and it and let's be honest you know it didn't work so well google are quite open with it do you yes. think you, you mentioned glasses do you think that maybe that could be another direction that everyone could try to go in again and maybe get it right this time yeah absolutely i think um microsoft deserve a bit of a shout out because you know, everyone was sort of looking at VR and Microsoft went with HoloLens, which is, uh, you've probably seen this, so they're pretty goofy looking goggles right now, but mm. they're, they're, they're a company with a, with a bit of wallop and they're, they're sort of putting money into it. And um, I think once they've kind of cracked it, you're going to see a lot more uh, people getting on board with that and it's going to become a bit more accessible. And like I say, you can you can sort of go out in the street and, and it becomes suitable for a wearable, whereas virtual reality is never really going to be like that. So so I actually think, yeah, there's, there's a good future for it once they kind of get it smaller and cheaper. Wicked, wicked. And, and, you, and you also mentioned fitness tech as well. Now, um, uh, are you quite into your fitness tech? Uh, yeah, so I used to do a lot of running. I didn't, uh, so I kind of went through all those like running watches and wearables and stuff yeah. like that. And um, um, they were sort of fun for a bit. There's none of them that really clicked. I don't know about yourself. How active are you? I'm pretty active. I, I work out every day, whether it's a, a home workout with some press ups and a brisk walk, or, or I'm in the gym sort of thing. And I, I use apps to kind of keep an eye on. Dis, like I'm not militant I'm not like I've done that many steps but I like sort of using that to make sure that I've run or walked a certain distance or I don't eat too much because <laughs> I love food yeah, they're sort of 
they're sort of lifestyle curators, aren't they? Because it's yeah. like I say, everyone sort of gets excited about these ten thousand steps. But really, I just want to know how lazy I've been today, and if I <laughs> and if I got something that can tell me, look, look, man, you know, you need to get off that chair. That's that's kind of that's kind of what I want. But you you say you're doing press ups, uh, stuff like this. So, are you using any wearables technology to to monitor that stuff? I'm genuinely not using any wearables to to measure my anything that is to do with lifting weights or my own sort of body weight and stuff. I'm not using any wearables. I mean, what can you recommend anything to me? Yeah, because well, I was just thinking there's um, there's a thing called Atlas. Atlas Wearables yeah. uh, is the website. And um, so what these guys have done, they're saying like, yeah, running's kind of taken care of and all the steps and all this sort of stuff. But what this thing does, it's got like the accelerometer in it or whatever, and they've trained it so it knows when you're lifting Mm-hmm. and so it kind of you just turn it on you go to the gym do your workout and you don't have to write down in a little notebook i did 20 push-ups or whatever it just recognizes that and logs it straight away cool and it's it can i mean it does a whole bunch of things if you're squatting it'll know it you kind of have to look, give it a little bit of guidance but you just tell it new exercise and then it'll spot it and it it kind of uh picks it up automatically wicked well we're not shy to try out new things on the show so yeah I might, I might have to give that a little a little crack man it sounds like you're um you you're, you're well up on your fitness tech as well is it true a though, little bit yeah just just a little bit uh is it true <laughs> though that you're also are you into your djing as well into music and that as well yeah i've done i mean that's where i came from before i started writing about these um like everyday gadgets i used to work for um sort of dj magazines and music production magazines and i kind of that's why i got into my my gadgets from there you know when all that sort of media controllers and and that sort of thing so uh that's that's kind of where i started from definitely okay what sort of stuff do you dj uh well you don't want to know i'm a i'm a sort of raver from back in the day so i'm like i liked all the um sort of drama bass and uh early hardcore and stuff like that and uh, i kind of like really noisy rave music that no one else likes i was gonna say do you, do you still get to play out once in a while or would you just have to um, stickly keep it to the car and, and in your house yeah that's pretty much it my my, my better half doesn't like it too much because uh she gets all the hardcore sort of banging out but uh yeah my, my sort of club djing days might be over but i still like to tinker you know with the uh with the gear <laughs> that's wicked what sort of kit you got at the moment so at the moment because I, I moved over here i had to leave all my stuff um most of my stuff back in back in europe but so i'm just running like a laptop and i've got a uh, ableton push i don't know if you if you've ever had a go on one of those yes yeah, it's, it's a midi controller right but yeah please describe describe more in case the listener doesn't isn't across that yeah, sure. So Ableton is, you know, one of the sort of best music production software uh, programs you can get out there. But it's it's kind of just software. So what they developed was this push, and it's kind of like a real-world physical version of that. So all the buttons connect directly to everything within Ableton. So other MIDI controllers, you kind of have to program them, you know, and like when I push this, make a bass wobble or whatever, right? Um, whereas Ableton is just it's matched one-to-one. It's kind of seamless integration so it's kind of like a physical version of that so i'm just running keeping it lo-fi just running push two and and ableton cool i mean do you know what i like about you james already is that you kind of like whenever i tell somebody i'm speaking to uh, somebody who works in gadgets and tech or even when i tell people about what how to kill an hour is about they kind of have this presumption that we're all going to be like it has to be super hi-fi but i kind of get this feeling from you that you're like you appreciate all of the high-tech Ness, but you kind of want the user experience to kind of be simple kind of like what you said with the fitness stuff do yeah do all of the maths and and science you know to let me know to, to work out how much exercising i've been doing but just say listen mate 
get up and go for a run or go for a walk or lift some weights. Is, is that kind of your take on tech? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm in a lucky position where we get to try a whole bunch of stuff, right? And you get some stuff that's trying to take control of your life or it's trying to be too clever and stuff like this. And it's exciting for like the first week. You're like, oh my God, this thing's just like doing... And then you're just like, oh, stop nagging me because you're giving me this alert or you're telling me to do this. Mm. Um, or you're just uh, like, it's overcomplicated. I, want, I like the stuff that... Um, solves the basic problem and then lets you get on with doing whatever you need to do right yeah man I'm, I'm, I'm very much a believer of that like I'm not a big wearable person um, yeah so no one is really yeah yeah like, I'm, <laughs> like I felt like when I, when I first said it I felt like I was saying something a little bit like you know a bit, a bit naughty but like I was just I'm not I kind of feel like the less I've got on me the happier I am, if that makes sense. And so many things to charge. Like, there's nothing oh, wow. worse than when you, like, you're just like, I want to go for a workout. Hang on, got to charge uh, my headphones, got to charge my wearable, obviously, got to charge yeah. my phone and, you know, whatever, this other thing. It becomes like a sort of ordeal. Yeah, I mean, you, well, you must have so many chargers in your house. You must have extension lead after extension lead after extension lead for all the stuff that you try uh, Again, you want to ask, ask my better half about that. We've got this sort of permanent argument about cables. This, they're, they're like rats. Everywhere you look in my apartment, there's just kind of some USB cable hanging out. <laughs> wicked, wicked. Um, well, I know that you talk about everything, like we said, from fitness to, to, to DJ and music tech and drones and stuff. What have you been uh, speaking about recently on Engadget that you want to share with us that we can point the listener in the direction of? Oh, I mean, that's a good one, right? Um, so I do a lot of drone stuff. Um, I, I kind of, I'm all into this FPV. I don't know if you've ever had a go on that. So first person view uh, flying, you know, we put on the video goggles, mm-hmm. it gets a video feed from the drone and then you fly that thing around and it's kind of like you're inside the drone flying that thing. And uh, I'm kind of really into that at the moment just because, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's something that takes you away for a moment and you really do kind of feel a bit like you're flying. Um, you know, and who doesn't want that, right? That sounds wicked. So, yeah. So no, I was just going to say, there's an extension of that. Um, so you've got drone racing. Everyone knows about that. It's kind of like 
bunch of dudes just sort of zipping around the course and stuff. But there's like a, a subculture within drones called uh, they do what not really a subculture, I guess, but they call it freestyle. And it's kind of, I suppose, it's a bit like if drone racing is is downhill longboard longboarding then freestyle is like street skating. It's to cut much more. They kind of go to disuse buildings and zip around it and do like these crazy dives and backflips and threading the needle where they're kind of going through like little open windows and, and shit like that. It's uh, it's something you should definitely work, worth checking out on YouTube. There's some pretty insane videos. And when you've got the goggles on, that kind of stuff is really intense. Can you get motion sickness doing that? Does it yeah, feel a bit you, you definitely it does. I was in, again, I was at this CES show I was telling you about, and they do like a, dr- a drone show off in the desert somewhere in Las Vegas. And um, they, they, they had a pro pilot there, and they said, oh, we'll give you the goggles. So you both got the goggles on, but he's going to fly. And he was doing all this stuff. And, like, there's this video of me, and I can feel my knees going because, like, it's just literally going left and right and do a backflip or something. And you kind of know where you are, but it, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. Wow, man. Wow, that's, that sounds... That sounds crazy. I, I want to go and check it out. I mean, I wouldn't mind putting a few rocket launchers or, or flamethrowers or, or, or machine guns on the drones and seeing a little drone wars because I was a big fan of Robot Wars, the UK show, <laughs> yeah. way back in the day. And yeah. I, I think uh, we should do it with drones. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure if it's not a thing already, then it's going to be for sure. I mean, all it takes is just get a drone race and add a few uh, few little accessories. Boom, you've got it, right? Yeah, man, definitely. It's probably on the Have underground. It's like fight. It's probably like Fight Club right now. Sorry, you were saying. Was, yeah, no, yeah. It's just you just reminded me. Actually, there's um some officially branded Star Wars drones. Don't know if you ever saw them. They came out just in the last couple of weeks, and they actually do something a bit like that. So you can fly this sort of mini Tie Fighter around, and they've got like infrared or something like this. So you can actually blast your buddies out of the air with these drones as you kind of fly them around. That sounds wicked. That sounds wicked. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I check that out. I think, I, I think, in fact, I have seen them. Yeah, so it's kind of like you, you shoot each other out of the air, but you don't actually smash up your drones. That sounds pretty right, cool, no man. Idea, sir. Wicked. So, 2017, right at the start of the year, I've got to ask you, what do you think is going to be something that we should be on the lookout for in 2017? What's going to be big in the gadget and tech world? Uh, so, I, I think, I mean, we already sort of touched on it a little bit, but I think artificial intelligence... Um, is kind of going to creep into a lot of everything this year. So you already, you, if you've got your iPhone, you speak with Siri, or if you've got your, your Android, you speak to Google's assistant. And they, they were pretty, like, dumb for a little while. You know, like, what's the weather? And it'll tell you yeah, what the weather yeah, is, right? Yeah. But, um, but they're going to get, like, creepy clever uh, slowly. And this year is going to be, I think, when we're going to see a lot more of that. So it won't just be in your phone. It'll be in your... I don't know, maybe your smartwatch or your your smart home, you'll just start being able to talk to it a little bit more normally and ask yeah. it to do things. It'll sort of understand it and that'll become like a, a new normal. You know, like how voice control used to be shit and it never would work. Yeah. But now it kind of works, <laughs> works pretty good and it kind of freaks you out. Well, I think we're going to see like things are just going to get a little bit creepy clever. Okay. Okay. And And how about that and home automation and that sort of stuff? Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, we're already seeing it, like, with it in cars. You're driving home, and you can be like, hey, Amazon, can you put my oven on? And then, like, you pull into your driveway, and you get out, and your oven's already cooking up some toast or whatever. Mm. Um, so I think it, those things feel a bit silly now, but they're going to start feeling really useful pretty soon. Cool. Look forward to seeing all of that. Is there, is there any tech that you aren't a fan of? Because, I mean, you're, you're allowed to not like some of it. Uh, I mean, I guess. It's like... 
I've got a lot of colleagues that are like well into their video games and stuff, but all these new games, I'm, I'm like a retro gamer. Do you know what I mean? Like these new games, I just get sort of a bit lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you put me in like an open world game, I'm just going to spend all day just walking around the perimeter to see how far I can go in this game because I, I'm convinced there's going to be some sort of secret passageway or, or an extra level or, or something like this, you know, because I come from the Mario days where you could, you just hold down for three seconds and then you're in this secret world or whatever. Mm. So um, I get a little bit lost with, with the video games, much to the amusement of some of my, my colleagues and stuff. So I really want to love it, but it's just I just get distracted and I just don't end up playing the game and I just end up sort of trying to figure it all out. You know, it's a bit too much for me. Wicked. So you're more of a classic Street Fighter man then, yeah? Uh, I'm Atari Lynx all the way, and you know? all my all my uh, colleagues are going to groan that I've just mentioned that because uh, I'm a bit of an obsessive collector. I've got like nine Atari Lynx uh, consoles at home, and I've got like every game they ever did. And um, so yeah, I'm just sort of stuck in somewhere around 1991, and I never moved on. That is a classic. Bit of, I mean, just you know, because some of our listeners might not even been born when that was out. But I we're know, talking it's, about this is, uh, it's shocking. This is when games used to be, just so you know, this is when games used to be about things that were not very exciting, but because it was in a computer game, they were like Paper Boy <laughs> doing a paper round. Yeah, right. That was like a classic game. Um, yeah. yeah. Only in the 90s could you make your Saturday job into a video game that would sell millions of copies. Exactly. You know I mean, like, I don't think they're going to make sort of Argos Simulator or sort of like uh, Burger King uh, game these days. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it wouldn't really cut it giving bad customer service to people because you don't really yeah. want to be there because you're tired because you've been out on a Friday drinking game. I, don't, I wouldn't mind that, actually. Um, so what tech... Is there any tech that you really... Apart from your smartphone, because that is the easy answer, is there anything you can't, you can't really live without, James? Ugh, I can't really live without. I've got... Uh, I guess... I sort of loosely criticised um, headphones the other day, but... Um, I've kind of become a bit of an uh, advocate of Bluetooth headphones recently, and I know they've got a bit of a dirty name because people think they've got bad audio and stuff like this. I can't just can't be dealing with cables anymore. Do you know? What I mean, once you once you've tried the joy of wire-free music, you can walk around your house. Um, so I'm I'm a bit of an addict to those things. So I always keep a pair. I've got a couple stashed around. They're always sort of half charged or whatever. And yeah, I'm, I'm wireless headphones all the way. Have you got a preference at the moment? Any? Um, yeah. Right now, I'm wearing some Bang & Olufsen or B, um, whatever their other brand is, being a B.O. Play H9s. Yeah. They're pretty sweet. Um, I also got um, the Braggy, Braggy Dash. They're pretty pretty smart if I want to go in-ear buds. And uh, I had another pair turn up today. They just turned up on my desk uh, from a company called Arato. So I'm going to check those out after we, the we show look forward to seeing the write-up on Engadget. i mean we've we've messed with the braggy dashes here we're kind of big fans of them because they kind of they manage to pack a lot of tech into those little headphones and kind of um it works doesn't it really right like, i mean this crazy what they've done like to get them into those those little buds yeah. um a little bit too much almost in a way the second version the headphone if you want to if you want like something a bit more practical those are those are pretty slick and they, they work a little bit better when it comes to just the music and all the essentials do you know what i mean wicked so you're you're a headphone man that's what you can live can't live without um also this show's called how to kill an hour so before i let you go uh mr james true i just wanted to know how'd you like to kill some time when you get a bit of spare time Oh, I mean, I already told you. Like, I was, I was going to save the Atari links for this section because that's kind of 
<laughs> so if, yes. if I'm not linking it up, like there are new games coming this year. Serious believe this is this is a big year for the Atari Lynx. So um, I'm going to have to give that another shout out. Um, other than that, I'll be making some hard style. Uh, that's probably what I'm going to be doing. Oh, wicked! Look forward to that, man. Look forward to that. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't. <laughs> also, you know your accent in the US. Do people know? Uh, do do people know that you're actually from Bristol? Like, can can they work out that you're from a different part of the UK to, like, say, people from Wales or Birmingham or London or where do they think you're from with your accent? And I don't know. Like I say, I mean, maybe you can tell me how strong my accent is, but I don't think I'm I'm giving it all the Bristol. Do you know what I mean? So um, I've got to be fair to them. I don't think they really pick it up. I think people just have a guess at London. Um, yeah. and then sort of leave it with that so I kind of get away with it they don't really know where I'm from hey you British hey you're, you're one of those British <laughs> people we like you you're alright cool um, uh, yeah it's, it's all fun um, uh, it soon wears off <laughs> Fair enough. All right, James. Well, I just want to say um, on behalf of myself and the How to Kill an Owl guys and the listener, thanks very much for for just popping on the show, man. And and um, where can we find you on social media? Because you're a pretty funny tweeter, actually. <laughs> you reckon? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm I kind of mostly camp out on Twitter and my handles. Uh, it's true, but it's t it's i t s t r e w, which is my last name. So it's true on Twitter. Yeah, wicked. And he's actually got a picture of an Atari Lynx game. Is he, were you messing with Flappy Bird on the Atari Lynx? Yeah, that's oh. right. Yeah, someone made a version of it just recently. So we're a little bit behind the times, but we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, he's getting there. Yeah, merging an amalgamation <laughs> of the noughties and, and, and whatever and, and the 90s. Wicked. All right, well, thank you very much, Mr. James True. Um, there's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Uh, I've been Marcus Bronzy alongside Mr. James True all the way from Oakland, right? No, sorry, San Francisco. Yes. Yeah, Oakland, right? Yeah, Is that right? Both. I live in one, work in the other. I live in one, work in the other. Wicked. Um, Well, thank you very much, man. And you know what? It'd be great if you could pop on the show another time. Maybe when there's a few of the lads in the studio as well. It'd be great to have another chat with you about tech and gadgets and all sorts. If that's all right with you, mate. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah, it'd be a pleasure. All right, Wicked. You have a good one. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. All right, take care.